blessing to be here tonight. I want to say to Brother Ronnie, that was good preaching. And it helped my heart. And I want him to be encouraged because he encouraged me tonight. Felt impressed to the Lord to tell him that. I've been here a few times in my life and then went and sat down and wondered. But it helped me. Amen. I thank the Lord for the truth. Uh, just knelt to pray back there. I asked my wife, I said, you want to go up and pray or leave the kids here, or do you just want us to kneel here? And she said, whatever you think. And I said, we'll just kneel right here. And my heart was just so thankful to God Amen. for all he saved me from. Amen. He saved me from a lot of things. Amen. And I'm so thankful that he's a forgiving God. Amen. I am glad failure is not final. But I do am thankful. And I have come short so many times, but there's just some scars that I don't have. And I only can say by the grace of God. And I praise Him for it tonight. I thank you. I was thinking as I prayed about the times we've set and eat a warm, hot meal as a family and just so many things as He was preaching. My little girls are running bare feet around out there in the yard and that grass. I plowed the garden the other day and that just, they do it every, have every year when I turn that ground. They'll kick them little shoes off, go to run around in that fresh dirt. And they just have the biggest time. Looking back and grinning and just, it's just wonderful. Uh, family is so wonderful. And uh, I thank God for it. And uh, that's where it's, where it's at, ain't it, in the home. Amen. When you take a church body with homes in it, bring them together in fellowship as one, as a family, and it's, it's just icing on the cake. And I thank God being in the midst of all of it. I'm glad he's in my home, and I praise him for it. And I asked him to guide me and help me and put his hand on my life and make me, I want to do it right. I said, one day I don't want to look back, Lord, and see where i just done all of it wrong. I, by the grace of God, I want to look back and know that he helped me. Thank God. So I appreciate the preaching we've heard tonight. I appreciate that singing. Touch my heart. Thank the Lord. Amen. I've got something on my heart tonight. It seemed like, you know, the wind really ain't a whipping real hard, but there's just a, a good spirit in my heart. I thank the Lord for it. It's important that we recognize that, that God don't, didn't go nowhere. When, that God ain't gone when there ain't no shout. I'm glad of an inward work. You know, shallow water makes more of a show than deep water. And so sometimes it just runs real deep. And I love to shout. I love to jump and kick. But there's just joy in my heart. And I praise the Lord for it tonight. <clears throat> Psalms 56, you pray for me. I want the Lord to help us preach tonight. We can't do it without Him. Got to have Him tonight. Good to see each one of you. Meeting's been a help. There's a lot of good reading here. There's 13 verses in this psalm in Psalm 56. But I just want to read one verse. Preach my thought from this verse. He said, When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. You can be seated. I want to preach on that tonight. God is for me. 
God is for me. If you're one of His tonight, you can say it with me. God is for me. You might think now that it's about me being for God. And it is. On my end, it's about the Lord. But on His end, it's about me. And ain't that wonderful tonight that God is for me. Now I went through a little hard time in my area. I used to preach a lot more in my area then than I do now. I got so many people there that I love. And, but I used to preach a lot more there than I do now. And some direction and some things happen and I don't preach as much. And y'all know what I mean when I say popular. I may not be as popular as known or as used as I once was. But I feel loved and there's wonderful people there. But when I went and when we did what we did and we started a new work there, uh, I knew that it would be hard because someone said, we've got too many church. we've got a bunch of churches, why start a new church? And I said this, and it seems like a contradiction. I said, yes, we've got too many, and we don't have enough. That's kind of a contradiction, but I think you know what I mean. We need more of the right kind of churches and less of the wrong kind. And But when I would preach in the area, I would be an absolute nervous wreck during that time. That somewhat left me now, but I was so nervous. And I knew that I was being somewhat critiqued and that anything I say can and will, would be used against me if I didn't say it right. And, and, and so I tried to pray for wisdom. And God dealt with my heart one night. I had heard Brother Hanley preach a message sometime in the past on He was glad for me mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. Personal mercy, me mercy. And that touched my heart and something along the lines. I was in a revival at a little church called Athens. There in revival. I think Brother Nick was the pastor. And I was there in revival and the Lord laid a message on my heart about you know, Jesus loves me, about me, sort of along those lines. And I preached that, and I said, you know what I just said. I said, from my end, it's about him. But I'm glad on his end, it was about me. And he loves me. And you know, I thought maybe that night that, that I just didn't really hit it. I, I, really, I really didn't get And it didn't seem to stir the people because, you know, it's not about me. They would get up and preach and if you, you would win favor with the people if you would say certain things. It's that way in a lot of places. But if you'll just get up and say it ain't about me, it's about him. That echoes in their heart and that is a true statement. If I got up and glorified me, then Brother Hanley probably shouldn't or wouldn't call on me anymore. Rightfully so, because it's not about me. But from, from God's standpoint, it was and is. And thank God that it is. And, and so, and it is about His glory. But I am created for Him. Amen. And by all things, not just me, but all things were created by Him and for Him. We were born to serve Him, honor Him, glorify Him in everything that we do. Amen to that. But I preached that night and I kind of went away a little discouraged like I, I don't know if I can do it. I, I don't know if I can. And some of the folks are here tonight from our area and I love them and appreciate getting to see them. And, uh, and, and, but I, I remember there's a brother back home. He's, he's gone on now. Brother George Beasley. 
Brother George said uh, the next night, he was sitting on the front row with his walking cane and he bumped the floor a little bit with it and he said, I know now for sure that you preached the right thing last night. He said, I've rejoiced in it and feasted off of it all day. I want to tell you a story. He said, I didn't think much about it. I, I, you know, it didn't seem to really uh, get real big in me. So he said, this morning I had an appointment to take my wife to Glasgow to the Social Security office. And he said, we pulled out on Highway 90 and I got behind a big old log truck. And he said, I thought, here we go. Here's my day. He said, it was going about 35. There ain't no passing lanes through there. He said, I'm going to have to follow this thing all the way. And he said, you know how they license some trailers and trucks and different things and they put these stickers on them. Now, I've seen that, but like boat stickers or something. And they got all these letters. And he said, I was sitting there looking at that and I thought, there, a lot of them fell off. There's no let, the numbers had fell off and had faded, you know, in that sticker and you couldn't hardly see them. But he said, there was two letters, Brother Yokely, that was still on there. Just stuck there and just real bright like they'd been put there. And he said, you know what they were? M-E. And he said, I sat there and I looked at the back of that log truck all the way to Glasgow and God a touching my heart and thanking him for loving me. Thanking him for dying for me. I'm glad, thank God, that Jesus loves me. I can still sing it tonight. I want to teach it to my children and they sing it, but they really don't know about his love. But I do. Brother, I do tonight. And the writer at David was in a battle and fighting his enemies and his life was at stake. And they wanted him dead. He had prayed against them. He had sought refuge in God. And he said that God was going to be with him. And he said, this I know. When they come against me, I will cry unto my God. And he said, they will turn and go the other way. Because he said, for this I know God is for me. Aren't you glad God is for you? The word of God said in Psalms 118 says, The Lord is on my side. I'm glad he's on my side. If I'm doing right and standing for Jesus, I'll never stand alone, as Brother Logan said today. He will stand by me. I'm glad that God is for me. Now I thought about this and you pray for me as I try to preach this thought tonight. I was thinking about how that God is for me. I was thinking about God's thoughts of me. The word of God said, I want to say it's in Psalms 139 that that God's thoughts are precious. His thoughts toward me. God's thoughts toward me are precious. And he said they are many. And he said if I should count the sum of them. He says, I forget the wording, but it'd be big. It'd be a lot. It would be large. I, I can't even, he said, I can't even number them. I can't even, even, even fathom the thoughts of God toward me and of me. And I thought, Lord, how long have you been thinking of me? How long have you really been for me? Now as a sinner, I could tell you that God was against me as a sinner or I was against God. But God's thinking was for me. God's thoughts was for me. Long time. Now how long has that been? I don't know. I know in Romans 8 it speaks of those who God foreknew. Now if God foreknew something, how, how far back did he know it? God is eternal. God is eternity yonder and eternity. You can't fathom that and I can't either. But God always is and was and thank God always will be. 
But those he foreknew it mentions. And he told this about the, the, the prophet. Before I formed thee, I knew thee. And in the belly of thy mother's womb, I ordained thee a prophet. And God had a plan for him. And I believe God had a plan for me. And I believe God thought on me. That's precious to me. That to know that before I ever knew he was for me, he was for me. Now as a sinner, I've told you, I thought he was and felt like he was against me. And he is against, the face of the Lord is against all them that do evil. That's what the word of God said. He's angry with the wicked every day. But God was for me in his thoughts. He was for me. God, thoughts of mankind at times have blessed him and at times have grieved him. We know in Genesis, God thought of man. God more than thought of man. God looked down and saw man. God heard what was going on. God saw what was going on, Brother McConnell, and it grieved God at his heart that he'd even made man. And God could have rightfully so crushed him and destroyed him forever, but he didn't. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And God was for Noah when the whole world was against Noah. God was for Noah. Oh yes, Brother Jones preached on the home. God was for the home. Oh, he was. God was for the home. God was for Noah. And Noah moved with fear and prepared an ark, or prepared an ark and, and built that ark to the saving of his house. And those eight souls were saved that of water. And we know that they got saved by being in the ark. Brother Mitchell used to say they used that to typify that we're saved by water baptism. He said them that got in the water drowned. It was those that got in the ark. I'm glad I'm in the ark. Aren't you? I have been baptized, but in enough water in any river, baptism, city water, county water, sewer water, whatever kind of water, to wash your sins away, nor mine. Our sins are bought and paid for and cleansed and washed away by the precious blood of the Lamb of God who offered himself to God without a spot or blemish, thank God. But I'm glad God's thoughts are for me. Yes, he thought of me, and they are precious that God thought of me. I'll say that God is for me, and uh, I, I'll say that the greatest time that I think that God was for me is when Christ died for me. And the word of God in the book of Romans, it says that God committed his love toward us, and while that, we were yet sinners. So God loved me with a God pay love. In spite of who I was, he loved me and he showed mercy for me because of Christ. He saved me for Christ's sake. And God did not love us because we were good, but God loved us in our sins because he had made us. And he, he knew and enjoyed how the walk he had with Adam and everything that's been lost and was lost in Adam has been, was, and will finally be every bit of it will be redeemed in Christ. And I'm thankful of that tonight. But I'm glad when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Brother, he, he didn't die for himself. There was no reason or call for him to die. Why, what wrong hath he done? I find no fault in him. I release Barabbas. What do you want me to do with this man, Jesus, who is called Christ? And the multitude said, crucify him. 
crucify him. They hated him without a cause. But brother, he was for me. Yes, he did it for me. I'm glad for a personal salvation tonight. Jesus loved you more than you can fathom. Yes, he did. Friend, to die for you. You can quote the psalm with me. I know this. God is for me. Now it's important that you feel that way and that you know that. It will not puff you up, but it will humble you and make you grateful and thankful that there is no God like our God. There is no Savior like our Savior. There is no love like the expressed love of God. Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Oh, who am I that God would be for me? God died for me. It was the very life of God. When the sun died, it, I thought the other day, it, like it bankrupt heaven. The light bill couldn't even be paid. It went dark. Yes, it did. God gave it all, the very life of God. And only God can die and revive from the dead. Only God can satisfy God. But we serve a satisfied God. Isaiah 53 said, And he shall see the travail of his soul, and he would be or was satisfied. That was God laying on his son the iniquity of us all, and Christ not thinking of himself, but thinking of you. And brother, you can say, God is for me, and know it because he died for me. I'm glad he died for me. I believed one night at the altar that he shed it for me. I believed that he suffered it all because he loved me. On the cross my Savior died because he loved me. Now I love him tonight. I love him more than I ever have. I love my wife more than I ever have. Yes, that's right. It's grown and grown and grown till one day it'll bloom in heaven. Do you believe that? And it'll be, it'll be all understood perfectly. I thank God for that. But I love him because he first loved me. We love him because he first loved us. God made the first move on me. I was not looking for him. I was wanting to live my life. I was wanting to go my way. Amen. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. There is none that seeketh after righteousness. We are like sheep. We've all gone astray. Everyone to his own way. But God still loved. Oh yes, God's love reached way out. And I was in the wrong direction. And touched us on the shoulder through the work of the Holy Spirit. And showed us our sins. And brought us up through a work of conviction. And the word there is convinced. God convinced us that we were without hope, that we had no hope, there was nowhere to look. We could, we, it was so wide that we couldn't go around it. It was so low, we couldn't go a dig under it. It was so high, we couldn't go over it. We had to come in at the door. But I'm glad when I saw his love and he convinced me that he was the way, the truth, and the life. The door was open for me to come in. He said, I am the door. He that entereth in shall be saved. Thank God. Woo! Thank God. God is for me. He's for me. Now I'm going to enjoy my own preaching if I can. It's the truth for you too. God is for me, Brother Daniel. God is for me. He died for me. He was for me in his death. I'm glad death couldn't hold him. The Bible said he was delivered. For our offenses, but he didn't stop there. He rose 
for our justification. And he lives now. Not only did he die for me, Brother Landon, but he lives for me. Jesus lives for me. I had to have him live for me. He had to rise from the dead and live for me to represent me. I want to say it's in Hebrews 9 about verse 24. It talks about the figure of the tabernacle and how Christ went in behind the veil and how he done that ministry work there of the priest. And the word of God says he went back there not without blood, but it was not the blood of a bull or a heifer, the sprinkling of the heifer, a goat or any of that, but it was by his own blood. And he went in behind that veil and he offered that blood through the eternal spirit to God. And God satisfied and the song is true. And here he comes and he's got the blood. And the father cries, my son well done, this is the last blood I'll ever need. It said if it was not out there in heaven and if that blood was not so. See, I learned this about the Seventh-day Adventist. Are they a real church? We know they, they are Sabbath keepers and we know we're not under the law or we're not kept or saved by the law. But they reverence the Sabbath day which was Saturday to them and they keep that. But there's one thing that, that's a niche and you may be one tonight. Study this for yourself. But they believe that the atonement was not enough. That he has to continually atone. That's not true. Oh no. Brother, he went in behind there and he satisfied the demands of God. It was spotless blood, perfect blood, and it satisfied God. And his atonement was once for the sins of the whole world forever. If that's the case, it said he would have off suffered. But thank God he ain't suffering no more. No, sir. Woo! He ain't suffering no more. But he now, <laughs> he now appears at the right hand of God for me and for you. He's for me now. He lives for me. He intercedes for me, Brother Joel. He, he, the Spirit groans in intercession on my behalf to God. And because of that, all things work together for me, for the good of them who love God. That's me it's talking about. Those who are the called according to His purpose. That's me right there. Can you pick that book up and say right there is me? That's you. Brother West, that's you. Jesus loves me, this I know. <laughs> For the Bible tells me so. Little ones, and I'm a little one. To him belong. They are weak. <laughs> Gosh, oh, mercy. They are weak. <laughs> he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. God is for me. That's what he said. God died for me. God lives for me. Now, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who? Go find him and bring him. He'll not stand. His words will fail. They'll never come into the ears of the righteous judge of heaven. He's satisfied. It's settled. I'm saved. God is for me. You'll never change his mind about it. In Christ. Is that not the truth? God is for me. Are you alone tonight? And on the outside without a friend. There's a friend in Jesus. 
Are you without hope and without God in the world? That's where we were as a people, as a Gentile people. We were strangers and aliens of the covenants of promise, aliens of the commonwealth of Israel. We were nothing. <coughs> but God sent His Son. He died on Calvary. The middle wall of partition was broken down. The veil in the temple was rent. All these things happened. And he took everything that was contrary to those Jews and Colossians and he nailed it to the cross. Took it out of the way. And then we who were not a people, we were far off. He called us. And he took us from being real far off and made us nigh. Brought us in close through his blood. Put us in the family. Now he's took two. Jew and Gentile made no difference now. A Jew's not going to be saved in this time that we live in now by being a Jew. He'll have to be born again. His first birth's no good. Nicodemus said, what, what, what can I do? Or what, what is Jesus? Marvel not, I said unto thee, you must be born again. He said, I know you think that being a Jew is going to get you somewhere. They said, we be Abraham. See, we've never been in bondage to any man. Before Abraham was, he said, I am. If you not heard of me, Abraham spoke of me. He believed in me. Oh yes, God preached the gospel to Abraham. God taught him who it was. God taught him one day with his knife drawn, going to slay his own son. And the angel stayed his hand and something caught his eye. And there was a ram. There was a little old ram with a crown of thorns on his head. Substitution right there for our sins. I love the song about that little boy. I don't understand. He said, Dad, why my sins cannot be atoned without the killing of my lamb? He says, child, there'll come a day. There'll come a day. We're living in that day. Did you know that's what the verse is talking about when it says this is the day that the Lord has made? Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Read it. That, that stone that the builders rejected, they said it to naught, has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doings. It's marvelous in our eyes. Yes, we got a wonderful gospel to preach. Oh, ain't it wonderful? What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I'm glad he pled my case to the Father. I'm glad when justice called, mercy answered. Jesus heard my feeble plea. I asked someone today, I said, I'm a believer and I'm saved by grace. Can God ever be against me? I said, what about the verses like, if I regard evil in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. All of that pertains to our fellowship and walk with Him. Doesn't it not? All of that does. That God can be displeased. But Brother Hyatt preached, His love is unconditional. I have felt like before that he didn't love me. But I know the Bible tells me that he loves me. Now that's hard for me to understand how he could love me. One fellow had a hard time. He said, well, the word of God says that God loved Jacob, but he hated Esau. He said, I can't understand that. He said, I can, I can understand how God could hate Esau, but I can't fathom how he could love Jacob. <laughs> how could God love any of us? What have we done that he would look our way? But he made us. He knoweth our frame and remembers that we are but dust. But he made us the way we was and we are a temple. 
and God says you're mine, you don't belong to the devil, I'm going to bring you back into a full relationship with me and I'm going to settle everything between you and I and we're not going to be enemies no more. I'm going to take God and man. I'm, God said I'm going to become just like you. I'm going to become lower than the angels for the purpose that I could die. And I'm going to know how you feel. And I'm going to walk. And God says, I'm not a creating robots. I'm not going to make you love me, but I'm going to love you so that you're going to want to love me. Yes, that's right. God didn't get nobody by the collar and force a conversion. Oh, He shows His love. And that love captivates us. Amen. His holy law brings about the knowledge of sin and lets us know that we're all sinners. And if a man says it, he'll have to deny the truth and deny his own conscience. He's a sinner. And if he will not admit it, he's a lying to his own self. If we say we have not sinned, we're a liar and the truth's not in us. And we've made God to be a liar. Because, but, and all have sinned and come short of his glory. But God still loved God still loved. And he cried from that rugged cross, it's finished. Not I'm finished, but it's finished. And he come down, they took him down from there. Prophecy, so many were fulfilled. And placed him in that tomb. And on the third and glorious morning, he rose again. And he lives tonight. He lives tonight. And the blood is still there. The blood's been applied. And that sinner, if he wants it, and God comes by and gives that divine invitation. I believe he'll find an open door. I believe he'll find a God that'll welcome him. I'm about done. But I heard just this story. I'm sure you're probably familiar with it. But this preacher preached, give an altar invitation. And two people came. And if I remember right, it was something like this. It was a CEO of a company and a maid at the hotel. And he just got all shouting happy because he said, I like this because they've both come to the cross and it's level ground right there. I'm glad of it, ain't you? I'm glad it don't matter who you are, where you're from, how much money you got in your pocket. If you had money, it'd be harder on you than it would a poor man to get right. We're blessed. We're blessed to have been uh, like we were. Yes. It could have spoilt me. Money could have ruined me. It's not impossible, but it's hard for a rich man to get saved. But beggars are the ones that find the king. Everyone that gets saved is brought to that place. Don't you believe that? Just an old beggar. Just an old plead guilty and beg for mercy. And I didn't feel like at all that I deserved it. I didn't profess for probably 30 minutes after the Lord saved me because I just couldn't hardly believe it. Amen. I just, and I wanted to be sure. But I'm telling you, there was such a difference in me when all the dirty feeling went away and the peace of God come in. I was just so different. I asked him to save me after he saved me. It didn't get that high. I knew it was, the guilt was gone. Oh, it was gone. And Miss Rachel was so bright to me. They said she looked down and seen me there at the altar. I didn't hear her. They said she looked down and said a little boy stood gazing into the sky above. And they said she sung that song while the Lord was saving me. I can feel the tug. I don't, didn't know that. They told me later. But when I rose to my feet, they were singing. 
Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. I looked and I saw her face. And I ran and threw my arms around her. And I said, the Lord save me. I made my way around and came back and looked and there she was again. And I ran to her again and threw my arms around her and said, the Lord save me. Forty-five minutes to an hour later, the preacher said, and it was fixed to close the service, said, has anybody got anything on their heart? There's a few people make talks. I was standing on this side. And my heart said, Kalhump, 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 Kalhump. That's what they said it felt like when they needed to say something. Some people say that's just your emotions or your nerves. All I know is something prompted me inside to stand one more time. And as a young boy, I didn't know what to say, but here's what I said. I want to thank the Lord for saving my soul tonight and for letting me be here. They said, bless you, son. Bless you, son. Brother Lovell cried. His hands was all eat up with arthritis, and he'd hold that songbook just like that. And he said, I'm glad <laughs> when I was a little boy that the Lord let me repent too. I'm glad God is for me. And if he be for me, who can be against me? Let the devil roar. Let the lions roar. Let the accusers accuse. Let them talk about the past. Let them dig up bones and bring them before God because he's the one that counts. And he will say, what are you talking about? This is my son. This is one of my many. Jesus was his first. And he said, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. And now here we are by faith in him. And when he sees me, he sees me as worthy. Not as I am, because when he sees me, he sees the blood of the lamb. And I know there's another song that talks about the son that's in my father's eyes. That's Jesus. I want to be like Jesus because I know that he fully pleased the Father. And I believe if I can just be a Christian that God is satisfied with me. Ain't you glad God is for me? Can you say it tonight? God is for me. Are you lost and undone without God? There's a place of refuge. There's a place you can come to and fall down and plead for mercy. Are you willing tonight? Would you? I've preached my heart. Oh, ain't he good? Ain't the Lord good tonight? Preacher, you come. Stand together, we'll sing victory in Jesus.